Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The offseason is here and the managers are coming and going. A lot of managers coming and going. That's what we're talking about today. The offseason, I'll have a bat. I'll have a bat. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today. If you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, you could do that. That would help us out a ton. We appreciate it. It's November 13th. Last episode, we did uh, round out and stop talking about the 2023 season. There will be no more 2023 MLB baseball season discussed on the show ever again. So we're looking forward to 2024, and some teams have new managers. That's what we're doing today. My name's Jimmy. Jake is here. Trevor and BBD. Trev, how are you? Dressed in all black, looking nice. I'm actually trying to live in the present. I don't want to think about the future either. I'm just trying to be present in the moment, James. And I think that means, yeah, talking about some of these managers, like Joe Espada. How about it? Uh, I'm excited, though, because you know I don't love managers mm. and and you know either the love or hate that they get uh but this is i asked before this the episode is this like a record for new managers during a year it seems pretty crazy uh and when things get crazy i love to sit down and talk about it with you guys jake how you doing in that pink shirt you look good like a piece of bubble gum james davis king theodon uh i'm doing well i'm you know again no more 2023 2023 is over it's 2024 uh, so I'm, I'm jazzy for that. And we got, uh, as managers go, we've got some, some kind of sexy names. I mean, we've got one of the more beloved players in recent history. We've got one of the most respected dudes in baseball getting another shot. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, we, we don't know the line of how much credit do you give the managers, but I know, Hey, dude. Tori Lovello felt like he did a fucking bang-up job with my snakes this year. Uh, Texas Rangers added a lot of talent as well. Uh, but Bochy's a pretty damn well-respected guy in the game. So uh, there's something more to it than probably how hard we poo-poo it sometimes. I think that rhymed for a little bit. Uh, so I don't know. I'm excited to see which tidbits, Trevor's tidbits, we dig out uh, that help us find some things we like or maybe we don't like, Jim. It's time for Trevor's tidbits. Oof, those are some days back then. A guy, Jack Flaherty, reached out and he told me <laughs> he's got a huge hammer. Hey, I have trivia for everyone. You guys ready? Yes. To start the show off with some trivia? Should it be brought to us by anyone or it's are we good? Brought to us by Blue Moon. Blue Moon yeah. trivia. I drank Blue Moons yesterday. <laughs> Okay. Obviously. Okay. I it was your daughter's B day, so you had what, like twenty five blue moon? <laughs> <laughs> I got hammered at her birthday party. Yeah. Um, no, I did not because blue moon. I drink it responsibly. Yep. And can I tell you some kind of sneaky here with blue moon? Good in the summer. Good in the winter, uh, and the northeast went from summer to winter pretty good. It's in the summer. It's kind of like a hearty, like nice beer in the winter it's like a light beer it kind of it's kind of got versatility that way um you got holiday gatherings coming up uh and you're gonna need a couple 
couple blue moons to get through it. They also, they've got their light skies now, which are a little lighter. I was having some of those in the postseason. Or the moon haze, that's the juicy stuff. That's the Trevor Goof stuff right there. Mm. Get mm. Belgian white, Belgian style ale. The light sky or the moon haze delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball for delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Click the link in the description. Have yourself a blue moon day. Okay. The most versatile beer on the planet. Zobrist. Are you ready for trivia? Yes. Who, which MLB manager has been in their position for the longest? Currently. Active. Currently. Active manager, been the longest active manager of their current team they're managing. So longest tenured in their current position. Yes. Which team has been with the manager the like longest? Cora wouldn't count because he got booted for a little bit, right? Yes. Yes. I don't think he would count. I don't count think he'd have it anyways, anyway. Anyway. Looking for loopholes. Yeah. No, no loopholes. That would be the only good loophole, um, I think. Definitely not Craig Council. Is it Kevin Cash? Ooh, that's a good guess, Trev. Ding, 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 that's ding, 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 guess, ding. Trev. Kevin He's been Cash. been there for a long time. And the yeah. Rays, hired December 5th, 2014. Wow. Yeah, the only manager. I don't know what his salary is now, but yeah. So that means he didn't manage in 2014, he managed in 2015. But no other manager that managed in 2015 is still in that position. The next ones would be Dave Roberts, who got hired um, at the end of the 2015 season, and Scott Service, who got hired at the end of the 2015 season. Got that? Yeah. How about? That? I would not have guessed the Service one. Dave Roberts came to my mind, but the Service one. All right. What Scott? Okay, I have another trivia. This might be way too hard for you guys, or you're going to get it. Because on this sheet I'm looking at has the previous manager. Mm. So uh, the previous manager before Kevin Cash was? Joe Madden. Ooh. Joe Madden. Jake's oh, I correct. thought it was a trick question. No, that was just to get you in the mindset of what we're doing. Oh. Uh, there have been two teams who are, there's two managers who are previous to two teams. So like um, the there's two teams out there who their most recent the manager before who they currently have was the same guy. They share a most recent ex. Whatever. Don Mattingly and Joe Girardi, I don't know how to explain that, have been replaced and those people stuck. Ask me a little. The Dodgers yeah. replaced Don Mad Mattingly with Roberts and uh, the Marlins replaced Don Mattingly with Schumacher. So both of Mattingly's replacements are still currently there. Employed. Currently uh -huh. employed. And then Joe Girardi got replaced by Boone for the Yankees. And then Joe Girardi got replaced by Topper for the Phillies. Both employed. I was going to try and tie that in to the vote replacing Francona because I don't know if that's a hire that is, you know, their full-time, hey, we think this guy's going to stick for a while. Or, like, let's really change it up and just get some fresh blood because we got the oldest dude and let's get the youngest dude. So, yeah. A note on Kevin Cash before we... Get on, get on track a little bit. He His original deal was five years, five million, and he signed an extension to which the terms I cannot find, so it's probably uh, more money per year. Someone in the comments has probably already said what it is if it's out there. But let us know. 
Bowmel also about to have um Bowmel and Dusty about to be on that same list getting replaced but like Bowmel's kind of just riding that West Coast in a real weird He's got way. Got a good thing going. I Get don't know. Him. I don't know if he does or not. All right. You want to start with the big one or leave it towards the end? Couple big I ones, think we, I think. Are we Cronpod? Cronpod and a couple big ones. I only have one big one in my brain. I think this oh. first one's a big one. You got two. Yeah, uh, I think this first one's a big one too. Two two famous baseball guys. Oh. I don't have this. On our sheet. One. Okay. On our sheet, number one, first team we'll talk about is the Cleveland Guardians. Chris Rose. <clears throat> I would consider this a big hire. Because of Terry Francona leaving, massive hole. Stephen Vogt, you know, very recently retired. One year as a uh, bullpen coach for the Mariners, slides into the job. Uh, I don't know if you saw the press conference, very emotional, and that's what Steven is. He's, I think he's like aware of emotion a lot, and he plays into it, which I think is can be good, you know, for a manager. It, it means that you can communicate. Um uh, but I'm curious to get your guys' take. I spent a lot of time with them, so I have some thoughts, but I'm curious to hear your guys' take because it is, James, as you said, I mean, it's a young dude, and it is a complete departure from Terry Francona. But I think he's, I don't think Steve's like a normal ex ball player. Like he's been like training for this for so long. So I almost feel like it's not like a first manager gig for him, even though it is. Yeah, I'll go first. I don't. I don't have <clears throat> an opinion on this. Besides, I, I once attended a wedding with Stephen Vogt, and uh, at that wedding, Brett Anderson got absolutely lit up by the Yankees in the first inning, and that's my biggest memory. Yeah, this. I, I don't know. It's first as a player becoming a first time manager. I mean, Terry Francona leaving is huge, but this, not in a rude way, does nothing for me because I have no idea. So, I'll, I'll let Jake go. Yeah, I, I think for me, the, the Francona effect, like I, I think going into last season, if we did a top five managers in baseball, I, there's a good chance Terry Francona could have been on that list. Uh, some maybe some maybe their number yeah. one spot. Yes. Uh, especially yes. if you remember the year the Guardians were coming off of when they were the young upstart Guardians that won the Central the year before when we didn't know any of their players. Then we learned who a lot of their players were, but all the pitchers were on pitch limits, Trev, so they never really gave themselves a chance. What's that about? What are these pitchers doing? Um, for me, the Stephen Vogt also has some major pull because kind of like you were alluding to, Trev, this guy was the dude in baseball that you pointed at that was a future manager, like when he was still playing. It's, it's one of the questions I always ask you when you know a guy uh, is like, do you think... Like, when you were playing with them, did they give off managerial vibes? Like, when you were around the clubhouse, was that was that a guy you're like, wow, that guy's going to be a future manager one day? Vote was kind of that guy around baseball. Like, kind of the prototypical backup catcher, well-liked. This is a guy that when he shows up to Oakland uh, as a visitor, he's got the stands chanting for him. So he, he became one of baseball's sweethearts uh, in a delicious way, and he's got... I mentioned Chris Rose. Go check out, uh, you know, he, he's been on the Chris Rose rotation. It's fantastic um, and just an electric guy. And I think the, you know, he's 39 now. I think that would matter more on a different roster. Uh, currently, Cleveland has two guys who are over 30. One's Jose Ramirez, who I'm, you know, pencil him for top six in AL MVP voting. Um, 
And then the other guy right now is uh, Christian Betancourt, who would be slotted in as their backup catcher. So this is a young team. This is a young org. Like, their whole pitching staff sees Stephen Vogt as an old guy. <laughs> like, their whole pitching staff, I think, is currently um, 26 and younger. Uh, Bieber, but isn't he hurt? So, like, uh, I don't think that's going to be too much of a factor. And I don't know. I, I This feels like an investment play, which uh, – you know, your first year doing anything is probably going to be your worst year at it. That I don't know. I, I think they're they're kind of signaling like, hey, we we want to give voter a chance. We this whole organization operates differently. You got one of the most beloved guys in baseball. I'll reference Tori Lavello again. Super beloved by the Arizona organization. Like there was there was times coming off last year where it was like, should they should they get a new manager? And it was like, well, the talent wasn't really there. Uh, Stephen Vote slots in. Um, but yeah, in a year or two <laughs> for all of these managers, you better start winning. Otherwise you become part of Jimmy's trivia. He started out the show with. Which I was wildly wrong. Lloyd okay. McClendon also is double previous, uh, and dusty and Bob Bomel. But I ran into a thought, Trev does, do the guardians even know how to manage a manager? You know, when Boone got hired by the Yankees, it was because the analytics team and Cashman wanted someone they could control a little bit more was like the rumor. And a lot of the young hires, Jace Tingler, like that whole wave we had of those young hires was because, oh, what does a manager do anyway? They're just going to get the piece of paper. They're just kind of molders of like the brain. Uh, but Tito wasn't that way. Like Tito managed the games. He made the lineups. They go against what the nerds and all the other teams do. Um he was pretty kind of like in control. So is the analytics crew or whatever that baseball ops crew in Cleveland, do they even know how to manage a manager? Or are they letting vote and do the whole thing? No, I think when he comes in, if there was some of that with Terry where, you know, he was had some pushback with them as far as, you know, who should start and, and what the lineup should look like, I, I think they'd probably take that step forward uh, with Steve and say, hey, we're we're going to be doing this and uh, this is the way it's going to be. I'd assume. I don't think you hand the keys over to him and say, do whatever you want. It doesn't seem like that. Um, but to me, voter makes so much sense in, in this role. I mean, going from a guy like Terry, who I don't know if we've given like him enough flowers. Like he's he was the face of the franchise pretty much. You know, him and Jose Ramirez, you don't say that about a lot of managers throughout baseball, but he he was because he drove the scooter around and he, you know, had someone opening his bubble gum up for him so he couldn't take his eyes off the field. Like, just quirky stuff like that. You always heard great stories from him and he handled the media so well. Steven's going to do the exact same thing. And this guy is, he's going to keep his club loose He's going to make them laugh. He might come out in a referee outfit and do his whole bit in the clubhouse. Like he gets that aspect of being in a clubhouse. And I think that that's different than a lot of guys because he has the energy to do that. And he like likes that. I mean, he knows how to get people loose, essentially. Um, I played with him in Oakland, um, saw him learn under Bo Mel, saw him when he wasn't starting, sit right next to Bo Mel and kind of like pick his brain. I'm excited to see him work a bullpen and 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 see if he's got any different ideas uh, there because I think that's one area where managers do make an impact. But I think it's great. I don't know what the contract is, but I think uh, I think Steven's going to be around for quite some time. Whether it's in Cleveland or whether it's somewhere else, this guy's going to be a manager for a long time unless he doesn't want to do it. It's the only thing that will 
stop him from managing is himself. I think he's just perfect for the job. Um, and it'll be fun. It'll, it, it'll be fun to see him go out there for the first time. I'm curious what kind of get up he's going to wear. Like managers have outfits. They don't mm. wear the uniform the right way. So that, that'll be something to watch. What kind of sunglasses is he going to wear? Is he going to be a sweatshirt guy? I, that's what I'm assuming. Um, Three-year contract runs through 2026. Let's go Guardians, man. I like looking at some of the other names that uh, on the sheet that were hired because, again, as I was telling you guys before the show, a lot of like former teammates, stuff like that. Chris Faleka, Mortal Kombat Chris, used to sleep at his house. Uh, he's the Guardians hitting coach. He interviewed for the job. I thought that was cool. Um, Carlos Mendoza was the runner up here before he took the Mets job. That's what the sheet says. I love it. I think it's a great hire. I have him as kind of the relaxed baseball pullover. That kind of like, what is that, nylon? It's like a rain jacket okay. a little bit. It feels, okay. I, I have him in that. Definitely not jersey. No. You don't have him as a hoodie, like a Shelton kind of style? Uh, they maybe all love maybe end of the year, but Shelton, I have him being normally hot. Yeah. But I mean, Shelton, Nevin, they all, boom, they all wear that cutoff really lightweight hoodie. I feel like that's become keep the fads moving. You yeah, know? I wonder. I believe in Stephen. Right? Yeah, I believe it. How many managers have their own chant? Boom! If you haven't seen the video of him hitting a homer in his last at bat, go check that out too. That was, okay. I'm pretty happy. He's had some moments. You mentioned Boone. We got to talk to him this year when we kind of ended up laughing at one point. The managers do a pregame and postgame interview every game. That's approximately three hundred something interviews. Uh, hey. Stephen Vogt talking to a camera that many times. That's kind of fun. Coming off a of Dito. So, good for Cleveland. Good for Cleveland. Yeah. And it's another catcher turned manager. So, how many managers out there were not catchers? That's a good trivia question. Joms Trivia Corner. Was Tori Lovello a catcher? He was an infielder. He might have caught, though. Who knows? Might have caught. <laughs> we'll have a might have caught list. Yeah. Catchers might have caught. You know, like some of these guys that play all over the place, you might have caught one. Doesn't look like Tori got behind Tory. the dish. He would have. Not in the show, at least. If the team Damn. needed it. Damn. Played in Japan. Hey, uh, Jason Giambi was another guy that used to get talked about, like Tori Lovello, but I think steroids got the best of him. Uh, not Tori Lovello. Uh, vote. Like, going to be a manager. That's what they used to say about Giambi all the time. This dude's going to be a big league manager. This dude's going to be a big league I heard league way different things about Giambi. It was off the field, though. Well, once he went with the Indians at the time and then the Rockies, he had a, Rockies that like, were in his later his years um, and he very much wanted to be a manager and, they, and he just never got a chance, I guess. Yeah. I feel like I can't recall a year he got like interviews. Yeah. I thought there was right. one year he was he getting have. him. Yeah, he, he might have. I just don't, I don't immediately recall. There was like a player coach rumor. For yeah, a while yeah. with the Cleveland Indians at the time. Yeah, that's what I remember. That's like a decade ago now. He's out. He's out. Okay. Where do you guys want to go to next? Tron it. Well, the Angels hired a new manager, and it was Ron, Ron Washington. Washington. Snaps for Ron Washington. Congratulations. They moved on from Phil Nevin, your guy, and he became my guy. He was so nice to me when I saw him. Um, so that was nice because I always – I always liked Phil, um, but Ron gets the job. Uh, some people that interviewed for the job, I'll just go there and then we can get your guys' take. Uh, this was an interesting one for me. I mean, we got Buck Showalter interviewing for it. Um, Benji Gill 
uh, Darren Erstad, Tim Salmon, and my favorite of all, Tori. Damn. <laughs> Hunter. That was another thing. Oh, we got your back at the at the end there. And it gave us Tori Hunter. Tori Hunter. Right when you said Tori Hunter, you got cut off. It was kind of like Tori being like, keep my name That's out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Should your, I do that again? Kick your ass in oh. poker soon. Okay. Uh, so what's Ron Washington's first like task? Befriend, befriend Rendon or kick him off the team? One of the two? I think he wins Neto the gold glove. Yeah, he's going to help all the infielders, but he's got a big issue there. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if I can have this conversation. Like, what are the Angels next year? I haven't even wrapped my head around that. I like that Ron Washington's getting another chance. Got the Rangers to the World Series back-to-back years. Been, like, a big piece of what the Braves are doing. Everyone talks about him so respectfully. I really thought he was going to go to the Astros and kind of carry on that tradition. Also, feel bad for my dude Buck. It was rumored that he's very close to the people in the Angels. I forget the guy's name. And that he was, like, you know, really going to get this job. or And then... And then if you don't get the job, you think, oh, well, they probably wanted someone younger and, like, newer. And it's like, ah, nope. They went with an old school dude, just not you. So kind of tough for Buck to be like, Ron. I don't feel bad for Buck. Buck said, you've had enough, Buck. Like, let somebody else get some. Oh, you can't go from the Mets to the Angels anyway. So, like, Buck's, like, that's a great, great non-hire from Buck's point of view. We did we did this one on baseball today, and that was one of the first things we talked about was Anthony Rendon and and what's going to happen between him and Ron Washington because, and I don't know if you guys remember or not, I, I don't recall if as a manager Ron is out there doing his early work with the infielders, even if he doesn't, somebody's going to be doing that with the infielders. So you're going to have Zach Neto out there, like he's going to be out there. All the other infielders are going to be out there. Is Anthony Rendon going to be out there every single day doing washes, infield drills? Because if he's not, that's a bad precedent to set. And then you got, I mean, that right there is the first thing I want to look for. Is he going to buy in to the program and show the kids like, hey, even after you sign your $200 million contract, you still got to work. Because if he doesn't do that, then what is Ron Washington there for? Yeah, I, you wonder if we see Anthony Rendon's name this offseason at all <laughs> because it's an it's an interesting point. I mean, Luis Renjifo, who put together an incredible second half, he's he slotted into your second baseman role and maybe yep. like up in the lineup. He had a big second half. Neto, your guy guy, sure, he he looks the part. And then our Nolan Chenoul, uh, uh, yep. uh you know, he came up. And he was getting on base, and he so three of your infielders there are are like kids that we've seen the Ron Washington system. We've seen Austin Riley give love. We've seen Dansby. We see Ozzy, like Freddie. All these guys uh, who are all world infielders give Ron Washington love. So it's funny in in a time when Trev, the Jim, we we talk about it a ton. BBD, you know how much credit can you give a manager? Like if you know. The Atlanta Braves felt like they were going to win 100 games last year, whether one of the four of us was running the ship. Ron Washington at least has a party trick, uh, infield defense. So you're right, whether it's him or someone that has the Ron Washington thumbs up to coach infield defense, there's something that you can instantly look for and our team should get better there. 
But you're also coming off of <laughs> where does Otani land this offseason? Trout's obsessed with the weather. Like it's it's an interesting environment. I believe it's pronounced like Manuel or uh, Logan uh, Noah. What's his first name? Nolan. Nolan. Shanuel. Shanuel. Yeah. Shanuel. Okay. Can I ask you guys something? And and this got we had a clip on this, and I want excuse me. I want to be able to like clarify my stance on this a little more because we have more time on this show with Ron Washington. I said it's similar to me when the Astros brought in Dusty Baker. And people are like, and Chris Rose pushed back. He's like, why? That's not even close. Like, the Astros had all this talent. The Ron Washington's inheriting a different roster, like a, a lesser roster. And I agree with that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Dusty got brought in because there was, you know, the cheating scandal and the Astros just had a bad stink to them. And you brought in Dusty, and it was almost like a defense mechanism. Like, hey, like, we got Dusty. You can't you can't talk about this guy like everyone loves him. Like the angels have like that kind of, like it's not great, right? Like around baseball, like they just haven't won. They're losing Otani, like we said, like another year where they thought they were going to be good. Then they weren't. They didn't trade anybody away. Like there's a kind of a Artie Moreno running the helm. Like it, there's kind of a stink there. And you bring in Ron Washington, who is universally loved. And it's almost like it, it masks it a little bit. And I think not to, all the other stuff aside, Ron Washington's a successful manager. He has what you call the party trick, but I think, you know, he's got something that he can bring to the table. But I think that is another big reason for this hire. Like you get somebody that's universally loved. So it kind of like deflects some of that stank. Yeah, they've tried that with Joe Madden too, though. I mean, the, the angel stink is. Uh, that's different, don't you, you think? Know, he's not as beloved. Madden's different. Uh, yeah, but it's like the roof of the house stinks. No matter what you put inside of it, as many flowers, it's, uh, you can't change that roof. I kind of like the roster. I'm looking at it right now. Do they have me? I, I'm not talking the future. I'm in the present. I, I was just, I was just gonna say the opposite of You're that. No way. With, the Texas Rangers just won the World Series. Seattle is supposed to be in in their peak in the Houston Astros. I'm over Seattle. Over Seattle. Houston Ast- Are you over the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers? Um, no. That's what I'd love to know. What What did they tell 71 year old Ron Washington? Like, hey, you got five years, and let's figure this out, or. Two year, two it, year contract. Is, is this gonna be like two years? And why did you, why did you keep Ron Washington away from the rest of the league? Oldest manager in baseball, seventy one years old. Hot. Go look at his Wikipedia pic. Fifth manager in seven years for the Angels. Tough yeah. Wikipedia pick. Crazy how they do that. Really? Is yeah. it? Oh, I got to go now. He's throwing BP, and he's in that like pitcher <sighs> where you just can't believe how far back an arm actually goes when you throw baseball. And he's wearing no ball cap. Oh, and he's just got some. I think that's know, a great pick. It's just got. I will tell you, he likes that pitch. The, the neck's into the chin. He likes that. The pick. bald spots are. I'm showing. into it. I'm into that. He's at work right there. He's about that work. Man, I didn't realize he was like 70 when he was so exuberant and lively on the uh, yeah. with the Braves. Pete Carroll effect. I'm happy for the Angels. I can't wait to see the happy feet. You guys remember the happy feet, right? Mm. Ron Washington, top step of the dugout, scoring runs. He's got the happy feet. Oh, yeah. We're going to see that Very again. Very cute. It's cute. No other way to say it. <laughs> Love it. Well, <clears throat> I don't know what this changes for them, except it gives them a guy that everyone loves. Um Go Angels, go. Moving on. 
Moving on. The next team up. Astros have replaced Dusty Baker from within. <laughs> Joe Espada. Joe Espada been rumored to be uh, get a manager's gig for a long, long time. Almost every year it was like Joe Espada's top of the list. He, I don't know how many times if you want to go find on Twitter. Like, uh, I feel like he finished second to like four different manager gigs the last four years. <laughs> like, Yes. He really did. Um well, now he uh, comes from with a win. And I thought that this there was two options for the Astros. One was this, just bump someone up from within, or go get, like, a Ron Washington, Buck Walter, like, someone that's just going to come in and knows how to handle veterans and let them do what they're doing and not try to change your system, not try to put their mark on the system. Like, you know, I came in and I revitalized this and totally, like, you know, I'm going to get some credit, like a young manager kind of needs to do if they want to continue to get hired and, and be thought of. So I like this move. Uh, hopefully Spotted just does that. Just like, hey, I've been with you guys and I've been around for a while. It's status quo. Keep it going. And has their respect. That's what I think this move is. It's just let's not fuck things up. Let's just keep going the same way. We got a guy here that knows the system, knows the players. Everyone respects him. And if we if we make this move as an organization, we're going to be in a good spot, the same spot, essentially. Um, so, yeah, this one, I wasn't surprised at this at all because, again, I just think that they, as an organization, feel really good about where they're at. They have some decisions coming up soon with Altuve and Bregman, but as far as, you know, the roster, it's in place. Um, another ALCS in the books. This was kind of a, a no-brainer to me. So I'm, I'm happy he got the chance finally, um, but I don't think it changes much for the Astros. Happy Joe Spada gets to land here. Uh, like like the guys were saying earlier, uh, you know, some of the teams he's interviewed with, Cubs, Giants, Mets, White Sox, White Sox Marlins, Athletics. Like, you know, when, when you finally get that first opportunity, to have your first opportunity be with these Houston Astros, that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. You, you you got some good odds. Like, you're not going to look back and, you know, Oakland had a pretty pretty tough year this year uh, as you're building up your managerial resume. <laughs> that, can, uh, that can cook the books a little bit. So, Joe Spada gets a real shot. Uh, but with that also comes expectations. Like can if, you name those teams again? Uh, so and, and so... Listed are the Cubs. And they went with Ross over him, I'm guessing? I believe I think so. It was that cycle, yeah. Uh, the Giants, Kapler over him. They just hired a new manager. The Mets, Buck Beltron. Yeah, I think that was Beltron Rojas year. Rojas. When, I think so. White yeah, Sox. Mets have been higher. Griffal. They went with Griffal. I mean, I, he's dodged a lot. This is uh, Marlins Athletic. So yeah, not a bad. Joe not bad. Get, Actually, Joe ends Spada. up landing in the ideal spot. Yeah, he, he gets a he gets a real gig. And to I, those are who are patient, the world is kind. I'll say something <laughs> half mean. What I'm Ooh. known for on this on this show, um, I see like people link to it. I saw Brad Osmus on there. I don't know. Like I'd I'd rather see someone like Joe Spada get a shot than watch Brad Osmus get his third managerial shot. He just got that good smile. He comes in, he woos. He bought me a drink one time and I speak highly of him ever since because he got me. I think that's what Brad Osmus does. Just gets you real quick. Um on the Brad Osmus front, what I what I had read about the situation was Bagwell. Is a loud voice in that front office, and he he was pushing for Osmus, but 
Spada knows the org it's as well. Guy. So Bagwell's a lot this of boys, is, huh? One interesting point of something like this, a guy that's coaching and then becomes the manager, it's it's almost you get a big pay increase from well, usually from a coach. Coaches make, I don't know, a couple hundred grand, maybe a little bit more, depending on you know your role, how long you've been in the organization. He's gonna be making million plus at least here. So you get this big bump in your pay, which is nice. And then I think your work goes down. Mm. Like the hitting coaches and the and the infield coaches, they have so many different kind of responsibilities, and they're at the beck and call of the players a lot. The manager isn't. Well, you're the not doing. Has to, you're managing. You're talking. Yeah, you're talking to the front office, and you're doing this and that. But it's not like you're not like in the muck really as a manager. So, a guy like Joe Espada, who's been kind of in the muck for a while, I think it's nice to be able not to kick and put your feet up because that's not what the gig is, but. It's got to feel good to like you're calling the shots. You got to pay a raise. Like it's cool. It's me. Less man. work. When was he with the Yankees? Never... Uh, 2017 was his last season with the Yankees. Is that 2017 Yankees coaching tree kind of like all dispersed? Just went nuts. Kind of. Yeah, Topper. Topper, Girardi left. Mendoza is the next Mendoza. one we're talking about. And Mendoza is the was next he, one we're talking uh, He was a third base coach for the Yankees mm-hmm. yes. for a while. A few years there. I think a few different roles, but third base at the end. Yeah. I remember him. It was... Uh, oh, yeah, look at this. Tony Pena was there. So he already had his tree. But Topper's a manager... And like you said, Jake, Mendoza. Carlos Mendoza mm-hmm. replaces Buck Showalter. Last place person to replace Buck Showalter, Brandon Hyde, still in a job. Last manager to replace Dusty Baker, Dave Martinez, won the World Series. Mets hired Carlos Mendoza. I, I don't know. I would, do you have, I'm guessing you have some stuff on this, Jake. They just went like, let's let's go not flashy since we've been doing flash this whole time. Yeah, it was a little. Uh, I think this one surprised people, especially Craig Council rumors, David Stearns in the front office. So there's your Milwaukee connection. Let's just do this. Let's just do this same thing for the Mets, but make more money. Uh, and I don't know. With I think everyone was kind of skeptical of the Mets for kind of the reasons you're saying. Like, hey, go. You know, be the Mets. Go go get us a big name. We're still paying Frankie Lindor uh, a lot of money. Like Alonzo potentially in his in his last year as a Met. Like uh but they go for Carlos Mendoza and I, I, I think Yankee fans were a little surprised. We we've covered the Yankees um as like a work as for since twenty seventeen. This is a guy that's been around the Yankees, he's been the bench coach. Uh, in the past few years, and we don't have a ton on them. Uh, and the Yankees also, you know, if if you follow other sports, if if you're the offensive coordinator in football on a really good offense, you're most likely to get the look uh, next year when a head coaching job comes open. The Yankees had their worst season in 30 years, so I think the last thing Yankee fans were thinking was like, hey, our, I don't know, our, our, st- our staff is going to get plundered this year, pirate term. Um Carlos Mendoza gets hired for the Mets. He probably, uh, well, he might have to move. I don't know where he was living, but to get to Queens, you might have to move. Uh, But he stays in New York City. He gets his opportunity, and 
Yeah, you'd assume this is a guy that's going to get a chance to grow with the team because he's not a Ron Washington type. He's not a, hey, let's come in for two years. Like He's getting his first opportunity. You hope they give it to him. Um, and I don't know. I think the bigger surprise came from Yankee fans just because it was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know a ton about this guy, even having tracked him, uh, but I'm happy he's getting a shot. I think with a guy like Steve Cohen, you know, running the, the ship, essentially, he hires David Stearns. And he's like, okay, I kind of went and got this guy. And then Craig Council rumors were there. And if you're running a business, I think – Sometimes you think, I want that guy because he's the best there is and he, and he might be available. But as soon as they didn't get counsel, you start thinking more uh, of a businessman. What does this manager actually do? What does he bring to the team? You know, what what do we want from a manager? And you start talking like that. I think you can say, hey, we want a guy who has experience in New York, who's not going to cost us $8 million a year. I think Steve Cohen's like starting to think like that. Like, where can we save some money so I can go maybe do it on the field. He came out guns ablazing and I'm going to spend and outspend everybody. And he's done that. But I think as he's been in baseball now for a couple of years, I think he's looking at different areas. And if you're talking, if he's sitting down talking to David Stearns and they're like, Oh, we didn't get counsel. Where are we going to go now? I think they have a conversation like we're going to be kind of like, we want to be in control of this. And to me, a first time manager guy like Carlos Mendoza makes a ton of sense. You're going to pay him, four and a half million dollars over the three years. So it's not like a huge investment. I think he's going to be a guy that probably doesn't Tito it and, and say, I'm going to make my own lineup. I think he's probably going to give him the lineup. That's why you bring in a guy like Stearns. And, and, and it makes sense to me that they went out and got him after council wasn't there for them. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a, Hey, if he's the guy, he's the guy. If he helps us get to the guy, he helps us get to the guy. Since they already admitted that they don't, that, you know, 2024 is a continued to build year. And they said 2025 is now the attack year again. So they get a year to see if they, they gel and vibe before they, in their words, go for it in 2025. The Guardians reportedly had Mendoza as a favorite. That's on the sheet. This guy must interview really well. Never seen him take an interview, but I'm thinking that in my head too. Yeah, the Mets were the the seventh different team he like did a an interview with. He he struck me as kind of the next Joe Espada guy who's interviewing for a ton of gigs and and doesn't get one, and they both got one. So good for both of them. Hopefully, we'll get to know him a little bit more. You guys, I mean, that's crazy to me. When I asked you that, like, who is this guy? You guys are Yankees fans. You didn't have a lot interesting to me. So we'll, we'll, hopefully, we see his personality and and quiet guy. I mean, we're going to, whether he wants to or not. Could be a good thing. I have no idea. But I, 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 if you asked me for an anecdote or a story or like something, anything, I would say I don't know. Snow's right. been around. Boone calls him generally like calls him Mendy. Yeah, Boone calls him Mendy. Which is something that BBD could go by if you wanted to call him that. That's what everyone it's called true. me in high school. Yeah. Almost sounds like a different language, though. It sounds like you're babbling a little bit. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Oh, I need Ba-ba-ba-ba. this. You do need Trev, this. Trev, we do need this. Babble. We need this. Picture this. Why don't everyone close your eyes unless you're driving? You're sitting at your Thanksgiving dinner, and you surprise your family by starting an argument. I mean discussion in a new language. Oh. Trev, you could do that. You, your family's, yeah. you know, you got some different connections to different parts of the world. Uh, and Babel 
you can start speaking a new language in just three weeks. This always gets me. Why babble? Because it works. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars to a private tutor, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons in over 150 languages can help you speaking a new language. I have trouble speaking English. In as little as three weeks. That's tight. That is tight. And they've got a special deal for our listeners to get you started right now. How about you save 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners. So you have to go to babbel.com slash talking. Wow, 55% off at babbel.com slash talking. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Rules and restrictions apply. Click the link in the description. Learn another language. I'm learning. I'm going to learn Spanish before the year through Babbel. That's my goal. I was about to curse and use Spanish, but I forget. Or Arabic. That the curse I know is very bad. It's a bad one. All right, the big one. The biggest one of the bunch. Record-setting deal. Mm. Craig Council stays in division, goes to his rival. Cubs, Craig, Council, the three C's. Hmm. Highest paid manager in the league, earning $40 million over the next five years. $8 million per year. I believe there's 10 managers who earn less than a million a year right now, and I just read that there's last year there were 15 managers who earned less than $1.5 million uh, yearly. But now there's one manager who earns $8 million a year for the Cubs. I'm a big expectations guy. Uh, hello. Uh, kind of the opposite of what we said for Mendoza. Like, hey, you know, like you said, the front office kind of said that next year should be why their expectations were through the roof last year. This year, the Mets are kind of chilling in theory. Like, hey, Mendy, come in. Let's see what you got, kiddo. Cubbies went the other route. Like, well-beloved David Ross. This year almost kind of felt like a win for a lot of Chicago fans just because we didn't know what they would be and they stayed in it throughout the whole season. They've got a lot of questions. Two guys that helped keep them in it throughout the season, uh, Stroman and Bellinger, they're probably on their way out, but supposedly they're in on Shohei, so that's a whole nother type deal. But they just paid counsel, not even the most of these managers now, but the most of any manager ever. It ties Joe Torre, the $8 million man. Uh, which is crazy how managers used to be valued and how they're valued now. But coming over from the division rival in the Brewers, and now an expectation's been set, and I love to note that uh, Dalton had in here that this reminds Cubs fans of they let go of Rick Renteria in the middle of his contract, and they brought in Joe Madden. They won the title two years later. So feels like there's going to be a tight timeline on Craig Council if he's making that kind of money. And I don't know. I, I, I also just remember laughing. That uh, I was like, hey, you know, Craig Council's gonna he's looking to take some time. He wants to get to his kids' sports games, and you know that's gonna be a big part of his decision. Seemed like the bigger part of his decision was getting the most money because uh, he moved less than an hour and a half away from where he was. So uh, I don't know. I, I hope it helps Craig's lifestyle, but I, I think the money talks. Cubs fans, I think, close your ears. Oh. Can you close your ears? And close Earmuffs. your ears. I don't understand this at all. I'm sorry. Mm. Like, I've... Question for you, Trev. Okay. If it was $4 million a year. Yeah, I mean, makes it better, yeah, because you can go spend $4 million on a reliever. 
or somebody at the deadline. Yeah, like like that's where the I trip just, up look, for me is as well. I just because I mean, obviously, people have heard me talk about managers on the show, and I'm trying to get better with that. I, I had you know, I feel like I was really strong on my managers don't do anything. Take uh, I'm still kind of I lean that side, but you know, personalities in a clubhouse matter. Managers are a big personality in the clubhouse so all this i don't understand the hoopla with craig council and how he's the best manager i'm happy he got paid that i'm happy he's moving uh, salaries forward for the guys great okay but like why like what's what makes what sets craig council apart now i know uh hoyer came out and had some you know the bear bryant quote about I had it up. This quote is just ridiculous. He'll take his and beat yours, and he'll take yours and beat his. So you're telling me, what's the front office for then? If he can just take a random group of players, then oh, okay, that's bullshit. That's like a lie. It's a that's just a lie. Okay, you have to have a good team to win. Managers aren't going to change that. So I, I just, if you're paying this guy this much and you're saying that about him, is he, is he riding the lineups? Is he making all the decisions? Is the front office for not? Like, is he just going to take over? Like, what is he going to do that's going to change your fortune so much? Like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's not like he's like, he's not like a character. Like, he's not like a great interview. He's not like, he just, he's quiet and like, doesn't, like, he's not the face of the Brewers, he never was, even though like he'd been around for a long time and was part of the organization forever. And from there, like I don't think he was the face of the Brewers ever. Like, so he doesn't bring that aspect. Like, what is it? I, I'm genuinely curious. Like, what is it that makes him the most sought after manager this offseason? It'll be very interesting to see uh him with the Cubs. One of the big things that managers get graded on, Trav, is bullpen usage. One of the things that has been quantified is that the brewers are able to um really produce pitching products they're like one of four teams in mlb who constantly yeah. call up kids who can pitch like um abner double day no abder uh uribe was in double a today they they called him up oh guess who council gets to call out of the pen down in the stretch now uh so a lot of times managers get graded graded on their bullpen managing well, bullpen managing, just like kind of uh, the Yankees learned with Joe Girardi. And then when he went to the Phillies, it's a lot easier when you got six good guys or five yes. good guys. I'm super interested. I think um, if, if it comes out that Cohen just drove this price up to $8 million uh, and it was just scared of Cohen, now the Cubs spend $8 million a year on council. That makes me kind of like fun in the storytelling 30 for 30 aspect. I, I don't understand if you go can't get a reliever now or something, I don't know. But I think that's the one thing, Jimmy. If they if they're at the deadline saying we can't go over this tier, I'm gonna my mind will be blown. Do the managers go towards a tax or is it just no, money? It does not. That's, yeah, that's no. the thing. It, it it doesn't. But if they're saying dollars, here's our budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah still yeah, have yeah. to pay this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know council was as highly regarded either. That one quote is nuts. Well, that's that's where the other front office side of this. Is crazy. So Tito was the highest paid manager at four and a half mil per year. Um, and supposedly Milwaukee offered him tops of five and a half. So, you know, Craig, Craig was in it. And hey, the, the Brewers have been successful. We've, we've kind of given more credit to Stearns in the front office because, you know, I, I don't know exactly 
what Craig Council was teaching a guy like Joel Pyamps in in the bullpen. I don't think that was necessarily what what his doings were. But uh, the Cubs, in a way, their front office has laid it out for them because you're basically saying, "Hey, Craig Council, he might he's we regard him as the best manager of the game." So what you're saying, Trevor? Okay, well, if you went out and you got the best manager in the game then I guess everything else lies within what players you're bringing in and how the front office is running that team. So they just laid out a gauntlet for themselves, and maybe they're ready to go. Like, maybe this whole thing about the Cubs, because remember how bummed we were that it's like, so wait, you guys are letting Schwarber, Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, you're letting everyone go. The team that broke the curse, the team that changed Chicago sports forever, you guys were just ready to move on, and we were sitting here as baseball fans like, what the heck? And you know, I don't like to say that. So maybe there's a new move coming. Like maybe Otani to Chicago is real. Like maybe they're putting the chips all, all in. Uh, and that's why they went out and got the the best manager in baseball that they think was out there. Also a little bit, this is free agency. How many managers let their contract run out? Craig Council let his contract run out. People regard him as a great manager. So he had a little waffle iron bidding war going on. Maybe the Mets did drive it up. Maybe the Brewers wrote, like, he hit free agency right. We always compliment players for this. We should compliment Craig Council for hitting free agency right. Uh, If that's how they're going to act, if this is just like, hey, we're going to act like a boss, and if this guy's available, fuck it, we're going to go get him. And yeah, we're going to be in on Shohei. And yes, we have one of the best farm systems in baseball. And we're going to be major players in free agency. Then I'm all in on it. Then I am like stoked on this move. That like a big market team is acting like a big market team in quotes. Like, I mean, we've talked about that an extent on this show. But like if they're going to do that and this is just like they consider this just another piece of the pie. Like, yeah, let's go get the best manager. Let's, let's go do all these things. Then I'm all about it. But if they're thinking that we're going to rely on our prospects to come up and Craig Council is going to be the reason that we win. I don't, I'm not into it. Like, but if it's just one move in a bunch of different moves, then I'm all in, if that makes any sense. What if Ricketts saw the news out of San Diego and was like, whoa, I can get a loan and then just get all the players? So money's a little free to him right now. Genius. I mean, look, they have been at the, like, a lot of people have said the Cubs are going to be aggressive at Otani. That's those are rumors out there right now. Whether they're true or not, I don't know. Um, but I'd like it a lot more if that's the the way that they're going. Pete Crow Armstrong will be there mm-hmm. next year, people. Who's there this year? No, um, but like there. I do I do love that there's, you know, some good Midwestern drama in here, eh? You know, Milwaukee guy Craig Council goes over to the Chicago Cubs. At least Brewers fans at the end of the day can Ooh. shrug and be like I know there's that sign in that park. They like crossed out Craig Council Park or whatever. I mean, Craig Council left for more money. So if you're a Milwaukee person, like that's where you land. Cubbies, man. You got the guy from the Brewers and you poo-poo uh, Rossi on the way out. Like they have really, they set up the gauntlet. And I hope you're right, Trev. I hope they win you over by being the winners of the offseason. Who won last offseason? Mets? Rangers? Mets and Rangers, yeah. Different seasons. Those are completely different seasons. Well, then the Rangers just kind of traded for the Mets winnings. Didn't really (laughs) end up anywhere. That's true. And the D-backs did as well traded for the Mets winnings. The Mets were all over this World Series. 
Everywhere. Uh, I was going to say something. Maybe I've forgotten it at this point. Okay. Shit. That was a fun way to deliver that. Yeah. We got one more. Oh, Adonacio's quotes were good. You know, I, I, yeah. I thought about it. I, I was, uh, you know, it was, it's a loss, but then I thought about it some more, and it's actually, it's a loss for Craig. He lost out That's on this right. community. That's an excellent face. I like yeah. it. It's honest, and too. it's not like terrible. It's not really mean. It's not really soft. It just kind of comes off as very genuine. Like, oh, he lost out. And, and, and a little, like, you know, confident. We're sad, too, but. He lost out. Does Council get booed first time back? Yeah, yeah, humans are humans. I think he does. He, You guys in Milwaukee, you better boo this dude. Why wouldn't and he? And Craig, I don't, I don't care either anything, way. I'm happy man. for you, but I want to see you get booed. Have a couple extra beer sandwiches before the game and let Craig know how you feel. They weren't sports. even, like, an amazing. I don't even get it. I just did oh. not know he was regarded. Craig won those two World Series as a player 25 years ago. Uh, one Only one other managerial uh, job has been filled, God. and that is the San Francisco Giants. So we just talked oh, about the Brewers a little bit there. They're still TBD. Um, Ricky Weeks. There's This is people linked for the manager role. I don't think there's been interviews I with all these linked. people that we've mentioned. I'm going to link you. Brewers I'm are going to get Ross. Ross. Mm, that would be great. Just swapsies. This is how much managers don't matter. That's what they should say. That the Brewers should go managerless. Is that legal? What a move. Oh, you just paid eight mil for our manager? We're actually going to move on managerless to prove <laughs> that that's ridiculous. I like that. That's a great counter. If someone, oh, we stole your manager for $8 million celebrating the streets. Okay, we'll just continue on without him. Right. Don't hire anyone. Is that legal? <laughs> Give it out to the fans. Has to be legal. Give yeah, it to the fucking... fan vote. Like American have, Idol style. Have a different player manage every oh, day. man. Bob Melvin kind of slutty, Trev. Your thoughts? <laughs> We're going to San Francisco Giants. Congratulations. <laughs> you got your guy. Bay Area guy. Bob Melvin is the new manager of the San Francisco Giants. Former manager Gabe Kapler in talks with the Red Sox for front office stuff. He doesn't matter here. Uh, I actually just watched uh, Farhan talk about Bob Melvin and the things that he said were so like stereotypical. I was like, man, I wish you would have said something different. He's like, he's a Bay Area guy through and through, mm. and we align on a lot of our visions. And I'm like, all right, man, I don't know. Uh, but yes, is he a, is he slutty for teams on the West Coast? Yeah, yeah, of course he is. Watch out, service. He's moving on up. Um, other people linked for the job before we get into Bo Mel, because I think this is probably our last big discussion here. Uh, Kai Correa, which is uh, we love him, Gabe's mini me. Um, Alyssa Nakin shows up looking um, like Bo Mel. <laughs> that would be awesome. Kai's got the opportunity Kai, to do the funniest thing you. ever. We need you, Kai. All right, Step yeah, up. we're gonna DM him. Uh, Alyssa Nakin was the Giants' assistant coach. She was the first woman, a woman, to interview for a manager role. That was cool. Uh, Vote apparently was linked to this job as well. He ain't coming. You got Bo Mel and he's somewhere else. Uh, this one, th does this fire you up the way like council fires you up? Because what's the difference between Bo Mel and council? Neither of them fire me up. I think what happened was the Major League Baseball went away from like old school managers and that stretch from like 2015 to 2020, 20. basically. 
And it was like, if you survived that and had the longevity of like been around, people were like, he's, he's great. Like, I don't know. People are talking about Bowmel and council in a, a way that I just was not aware. And, and the numbers and nothing adds up. So I don't know. It's kind of like this weird thing where like, if you just survive five years, you're going to get hired again. Shout out. Here's what And then if you survive another five, you're going to be regarded as a great manager. And I'm like, well, well, what happens in those like eight years or 10 years? But I'm happy for them. He had to sit through and, and be the manager of the Oakland A's and deal with that front office and players leaving all the time and having a new roster all the time. I'm happy that. Maybe it'll be different. Like San Diego was a, a trip for him. That didn't work out. I think him and Preller didn't get along. So like he's he's had to deal with certain things over his last two jobs with the A's and the Padres that I don't think he'll have to deal with with the Giants, which is I guess good for Bo Mel. Like he need that. I think that's good. It's kind of my take. Tell me what the Giants do with their offseason. Are they going to make $100 million moves? Are they going to have, you know, their starting pitching staff at the end of last year was like two and a half men, Charlie Sheen. So I I don't know. Bomel doesn't move the needle, but that's kind of why, that's kind of Bob Melvin's signature. (laughs) Like that's, Bob Melvin does not move the needle. Great. I I played for Bomel. Thank you very much. He's a very nice guy. An awesome guy, a great communicator. Um, so, like, you got we got to talk about his qualities and his traits that make him a good manager. Like, he'll he'll sit, he'll call you in his office, and he'll talk to you a lot. Like, he's that's one thing that he does that I thought was really cool. Like, he's very, very open to you. Now, it was sometimes I felt like it wasn't truthful, but at least he was telling me something. You know, he's communicating <laughs> something. I'll give you an example. Talk. People are like, "What does that mean?" Uh, he called me in his office. Hey, you're swinging the bat really well. I really wasn't ever with the A's, but you're swinging the bat really well. I want to get you in the lineup. I fought for you today. I fought for you to get in that lineup. But man, if I started you that, I get that phone call. I get that phone call. And then I wanted to be like, do you really care if I play or not? Yeah. (laughs) No. Do you really care? Why'd you, he just, but he was trying to make me feel better. Bob Melvin lies to to his bench players. You fought for me, Bob. I was a starter at the time. Um, Doesn't sound like it. Sounds like Bob was yeah. fighting. The <laughs> I, think other I was way. on my way out. Yeah, <laughs> but look, that's part of being a manager is making people when they're shitty feel good about themselves, and he did a little bit. I was like, "Whoa, what? How many teams do you think after after st- opening day? How many teams are going to have a manager uh, a manager in his first or second year with that team? The number's kind of crazy." Say the question again. Yeah, what? Starting opening day. This one's an easy one. I'm not going to pivot. How many? Opening day 2024. Yeah, how many teams will have a manager that's it's their first opening day with them or their second opening day with them? Oh, the second? Right now there's six six higher so far. There's four more spots available, so that's ten right there. Two more coming. And then Bruce Bochy. I would, I would guess 15. Yeah. I mean, that, 16. Is 16. That's a lot. That's over half the league. The manager t- 
turn is kind of churn is kind of crazy. Now, granted, opening day, Topper took over halfway through, and so did um, Schneider. So they kind of get grandfathered in uh, in like the opening day. But spring training is a big part of it, so I stand by it. Definitely. I, the part that got me the most on the Bob Melvin one cause was with the Padres. They let him walk to a division rival. And, like, you're, you're entitled to compensation in that case. They didn't ask for any. Yeah, I like that, too. When I when I saw that note yesterday when Dalton and I were finishing out the sheet, I was like, they didn't they didn't even grab like one lottery ticket arm and just in case they can screw over their rival like the Padres. Yeah, they just go borrow money. Yeah, you can you can at least get cash. Like manager, you're entitled to some amount of compensation. They hired him from you. So Preller situation, I don't know who managed the Diamondbacks before Tori Lavello took over in November fourth, twenty sixteen. I was looking at this the other day. Um, Matt Williams? No, think of sexy dancers. Jake Storielli. Chip Hale. Chip Hale. Chip Hale, my God, I hated him. (laughs) (laughs) Hard cut. I did. Hard cut. You want to know why? He was hitting these ground balls obnoxiously at me. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, it's... 7 a.m. in spring training, and the ground is wet, and you're wailing the ball at me, and I don't want you to do that. Well, so we had it out, actually, right away, and then I learned I really liked him at the end. Nice. His Couple stags. Chip Hale. Couple stags. Horns. I love that. You know, I'm going to wake this motherfucker up. You probably Dude, he was rocketing dressed balls at me. I'm like, what is going on? Chip, we can get to my that. Hands but like, hold on. Probably his job for the day. Let's find out if this ploof guy's got any fire to him. I did. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I like that. His name is actually Walter William, but he goes by Chip. Smart. Um, w.W. Hale. If he was to be an author, I think he would go by W.W. Hale. Mm. Baseball rat like him. That's kind of it. That's that's all the manager openings, the Giants, or excuse me, the Padres. Padres, Brewers. Still searching. Still open. And the Brewers. Hat in the ring. Brewers are uh, done. Done. That's right. They're going, going sans manager. Right. Yeah. Can you do that? Legitimate question. There shouldn't be well, a rule. somebody. Somebody has to like make a pitching change and stuff. So like there has to be somebody mm, okay. for the title, right? I guess so. Like in or hockey, what if the pitchers like have to have a captain for certain reasons? Maybe just just let the players decide when they're done. My arm doesn't okay. feel good. I'm out. You hey, get ready. Mm. That doesn't work. Doesn't Starting work. pitcher just comes out. Nobody loose in the bullpen. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I don't feel great anymore. <laughs> oh my god! We should have given Council eight million dollars. This is a nightmare. All right, that's it. That's the manager search. Did any of the teams get significantly better with the, with the change of manager? Short. Most answer? interesting one to me is Ron Washington. I cannot wait, cannot wait to see what happens with him and Anthony Rendon. That's the biggest storyline to me. Actual answer, no. Impossible to say right now. Yeah. Okay. Good, good job. Good talking. See you guys later. I think we referenced 2023 a few times. Cubs will get better. I did. Came up. I didn't talk about it. No caffeine for me today. Mm.
mistake. 